How's it guys? My name is Mark Haystick and I'm the host of the Birding Life Youth Podcast. Today's guest is a returning guest, Josh Klein, who I previously talked to about how he got into birding and his passion for raptors. So if you haven't already, go check that podcast out. Today we're going to talk a bit about the birding we've done together in the area over the last two weeks. The garden route has habitats such as lakes, forests, mountains, beautiful coastline and joins part of the Karoo which is an arid semi-desert landscape. So Josh, welcome back to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. Thanks for having me. Cool. Now uh, before we start, uh, do you want to tell us a bit about when you got to the garden route and how you started birding? Yeah, so um, when I got to the garden route I was quite interested in only going out and looking for your endemics and rarities. Um, and I'd ask you, Mark, <laughs> to um, go along so you can help me identify the bird um, and and see if we can find it. So, yeah, um, and then from there, it progressed into going out on trips to see rarities that pitch up here on the garden route. Mm. Um, and yeah, now I've slowly taken a liking to birding and having a look at all the other species other than raptors too. Yeah. Okay, cool. So last week, a uh, greater painted snipe pitched up and I was like, Josh, listen, rarity lift tomorrow. Cool. Going. So we went on a Twitch, um, and, it it was at this bird hide at um, this inland lake called Rondeflé, uh, which is in wilderness, and that's basically the the prime, the main place we went birding over the last two weeks, uh, which has habitats like there's three major lakes in the area. It's next to the coastline. There's nice forests there, and so we went to the hide where it was seen at the previous day, and uh, we open up the hide. And right in front of us, we as we open the door, there's just like birds, bird calls, like just fill the whole room inside the hide. And so we saw stuff like immediately African purple swamp hen, uh, teals like red billed teals. We got swamp warblers, bald uh, ibis, yeah, glossy ibis, uh, <laughs> not a gold ibis. That's really bold. Oh yeah, no bold ibis. All that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Cape Shovelers, but all these waterfowl straight away. Yeah, we were just watching these teals. And then all of a sudden, we spot this little bird in the reeds. Was it you or me? Yeah, no, I saw it um, walking <laughs> across. Um, and there was a little, the sand parks had obviously cut the reeds um, open so you could see um, the birds more easily. Yeah, right, I guess. right yeah, in front, right of, the in front of the hard. Um, and then I saw something walking, it looked small, um, and it had a bit of white and goldenish colors on it. Um, and then it disappeared again behind the bush before you could see it. Um, yeah, and then we and saw then, the African yeah, snipe. Yeah, then we saw the African snipe. And then eventually the greater painted came out again. Mm. Um, and then you were able to see it. Yeah, but it's I mean, only its head was sticking out. Yeah, and we actually got quite good photos in the end that decided to walk out into the open. And you could see how small the bull was compared to the African snipe. And it actually had much more distinctive patterns. Um, yeah, quite a rarity down here in the garden route. And um, yeah, so the, it was a male, which has much less distinctive plumage compared to the female, but still so much more attractive than the African snipe, to be honest. And then, yeah, on our way home to drop me off um, at my house, 
we we took the seven passes road back which is a how would you call it a forested mountain pass yeah um and we decided to stop at this bridge above a secretive river and as we turn the engine off we hear this roar coming from the valley and we, we jumped out the car try to get the recording going because you know the first thing that went through my mind is like is that a baboon no way it's like roaring too hard so we actually we got out jumped on the bridge and then it stopped calling and we looked at each other and we're like that's a flipping leopard that just called yeah <laughs> definitely a leopard yeah um so that was quite an exciting day <clears throat> got a lifer got a rarity um and heard my first cape leopard because the leopards we get down here in the western cape are i think it's a different subspecies to the savannah leopard you get in the kruger national park or something uh so it's called the cape mountain leopard um and they're they're sort of more endangered they are a lot smaller than the savannah leopards so i mean that that roar you wouldn't imagine comes from a, a leopard the size of a, a big caracal so um yeah fantastic um twitch that was and then do you want to tell us a bit about the the duck we went to go twitch last weekend we went to twitch the fulvis whistling duck and um i was actually staying at reflections eco reserve um there next to Rondeflay. Um and I came past through George to pick you up and then we went through to the George farmland area where it was on a dam. Um and yeah, we managed to get that one as well. Yeah, almost immediately. Um yeah. we the dam was right next to the road, so it was amongst like a, a large group of white faced whistling ducks. It's funny, the, the whistling ducks must be part of the same family or something that they stick together because this individual was sitting amongst the the white-faced whistling ducks and was just chilling there. So, yeah, it was quite an interesting thing. Uh, got two twitches in a week. And then, um, yeah, as you said, we stayed at Reflections Eco Reserve uh, a couple of nights this week. Um, I joined you for, for a night. Ended up staying a bit longer, but I'll explain that now. Um, also in wilderness. So the reserve is situated in between two large lakes that are part of a an area called an IBA, I think it stands for Important Biodiversity Area. Um, so the wilderness lakes, there's about four of them that are hotspots for uh, certain mammals and birds. So it's quite a, a hotspot for birders coming from abroad to come check this place out because there's about three hides, bird hides in the area as well. Um, and much of the land is protected by South African national parks. So um, yeah, the, the owner, Tim Carr, our birding friend, uh, actually bought that land or got it when it was still a pine plantation and then totally from scratch rehabilitated the land to its natural state. So at the moment it's got lots of fainbors, um, there's coastal forest regrowing on it and throughout the years that he's owned the place and rehabilitated it, um, more and more rarities have actually started being reported on his property. I think there's been about three or four and the most recent one was a yellow-throated petronia that uh, pitched up last year. So that was a Western Cape rarity um and y'all got to get nice views of that one anyway we we stayed at the reserve to get some birding done and really cover the surrounding habitats um even birding in the reserve was great so on wednesday morning we thought we would wake up early get a good start um but that didn't turn out so good did it josh nope not really <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> when we woke up, um, the lights in my car had been left on, the interior light, so the, the battery was flat. 
and um, yeah, it ended up giving us problems. We charged it, um, and took then, up our whole morning. Yeah, it took up our whole morning, um, and then later on in the day as well, again um, we went out to Sedgefield to drop off some staff from the the reserve, and um, yeah. <laughs> what a story um, <laughs> we broke down on the side of the highway yeah with um, the and with with it being a new car you kind of need the battery or a newer car you kind of need the battery to run the systems and it's an automatic so for um, everything to work uh, the battery had to be working so um, yeah the battery died then we had someone jump start us some random nice person <laughs> um, and then as we were on our way out of Sedgefield after being jump started, then the car decided it was going to stop us again. <laughs> so then we had to call for some help and yeah, eventually we got it right and, and everything was sorted after that. Yeah, so that, that kind of stuffed up the prime burning time in the morning. But yeah, we got that sorted out and uh, managed to get some burning done at least in the afternoon. Uh, but yeah, nothing special, nothing, nothing special seen, just the usual um, but then on our way home, uh, Josh had to drop me off at my house and we were going on the seven passes road again. And, on our way to George. Yeah. And so we, we were driving through the seven passes again and decided to stop and look at one of the other bridges um, because last time we heard a leopard there. And so, yeah, I mean, Josh, you can explain how this went. Yeah. So we... We had just gone through Hookville and we were getting back onto the Seven Passes Road um, and the very first bridge we decided to stop and get out um, and yeah, we were both walking on the bridge and Mark was on the other side of the bridge and I see a little bird flying um, over the water and it's and it's calling um, and Mark says, yeah, I know it's a kingfisher. Um, yeah, I thought it was a half-coloured kingfisher. Yeah, a half-coloured kingfisher. Um, and I was like, no, it's not. Come and look here. Um, and then came and checked and and then we had managed to identify it as a, as a, wag as a, as a wagtail. And then, yeah, I put my bins on it and saw it had no breastband like the usual cape wagtail has. And it actually, it had a yellow breast. And so I was like, shucks, this is, this is no ordinary bird for the area. Uh, the only wagtail we get in the area is a cape wagtail. So uh, we got photos we checked the guide that we had with us. You know, is this a Western yellow wagtail? Because that's the, it's still a rarity in the in the garden route, but it's the most probable rarity. Um, but then we checked again, and it was different. It wasn't a Western yellow wagtail. Uh, the only other wagtails with yellow chests um, with the right habitat, like secret of rivers and flowing streams, is a grey wagtail. And so sent it to the birding forums in the area. Everyone agreed. Grey wagtail, grey wagtail. And it was most definitely a grey wagtail. And that is a mega rarity for South Africa. And so, um, yeah, I think, Josh, you can proudly say that's your first rarity you see. Yeah, my first rarity that I've also discovered well, with you, of course. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I know I was quite chuffed about it, really chuffed. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's quite exciting. Motivate you to do some more birding and exploring, you know? Yeah, and this is, mm. you've only been birding for under a year and you've already found a rarity. Yeah, I know. And so. it's a big rarity. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I'm quite happy about it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty chuffed that we got to see it. So we went back the next morning because um, I, I phoned my parents and I said, listen, there's no way I'm coming home tonight. 
Um, I've just found a rare, very rare bird with Josh. <laughs> so I have to see you tomorrow. Um, well, I said in a slightly kinder way. But um, yeah, so we stayed over that night at Reflections Eco Reserve. Very next morning, we went back to the site. Uh, a couple of twitches joined us, uh, but we couldn't relocate the bird. There was only a Cape Wagtail that was hanging out with it the previous day that we could see. Um, and um, yeah, we, <clears throat> that was nowhere to be seen. Um, and then what we decided to do some bundu bashing upstream a little bit. So we went about, I'd say 200 meters upstream. Um, and we got a nice view of a small part of the river, um, which was flowing quite strongly. Um, and we had a look there, but, uh, we didn't actually see much. Yeah, it's um, the, yeah, the preferred habitat for gray wagtail is said to be, uh, fast flowing streams with lots of rocks and stuff like that. So that spot where we found upstream was very good habitat but we just couldn't see any birds and it was very squashed up between fallen over logs and stuff so it was quite quite a an adventure into the <laughs> into the forest so yeah we we didn't find it in that morning um but we went back in the afternoon at the same time we saw it uh, on wednesday and got onto the bridge looked beneath beneath the bridge and there it was hanging out with the cape wagtail right there yeah and um <laughs> funny enough that afternoon i guess no twitches felt too lucky but no one pitched up it was only us again um so, yeah it was quite strange yeah and uh then this evening on friday we uh we people a whole lot of twitches actually went there and got the bird i think they finally understood that yeah this bird is only coming in the evenings uh, I mean, perhaps it has different feeding times because apparently the behavior of gray wagtail is to actually feed over quite a long distance over a river. Um, and uh, yeah, quite a few twitches actually came this afternoon to go see the bird at about six o'clock again and got nice photos, got nice views. So it's uh, proving to be quite a nice twitchable bird compared to the previous one in the Western Cape, which is apparently, which is apparently seen somewhere close to Cape Town and was only seen by one person. Yeah, so we've gotten up to some really good birding um, in the last two, three weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've also been building up my my life list and um, my list for my garden written clan crew challenge. So <laughs> and, I'm working quite nicely on that. And do you remember what number that gray wagtail is for you? No, it's I think it's around 259. Or 260, perhaps. That's pretty cool. I'd have to check, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're in, I think you're within the, are you second place at the moment? Yeah, I'm in second place. Yeah, so uh, the birding in the area has been quite productive. So, yeah, Josh, uh, thanks for joining me today for a bit of storytelling of the birding we've been up to. I think it's really been a blessing with all the birds we've seen. And I think uh, let's keep planning to see our next rarity, shall we? Yeah, for sure. It's coming soon. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, we just got to hold down. Okay. Cheers, Josh. Happy birding, bro. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can check out The Birding Life on all your social media platforms and your preferred podcast players. Until next time, happy birding.